Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 184. Ooh, this the is big one. The big one. We did it, guys. This is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, action, adventure, and me drinking coffee, even though I probably shouldn't because I'm sick. I'm Ryan Panagos, oh. a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by Marvel.com senior editor Ben Morris, who is urging you not, no, don't take that sip. Don't take another sip. Mm. Uh, why are you drinking coffee when you're sick? Because you're addicted to coffee? Probably. Also, because it gives me strength and energy to do uh, things. My wife, who is a super coffee addict, is going to try to stop drinking it in the next couple of weeks, and I'm very proud of her, and Fool. also and also terrified of what she's going to become. Um, I, I wish that upon no one. Yeah. Well, you know, health. Yes. It's just coffee. It's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, anyways, if you guys are joining us for the first time, this is the podcast where we talk about all things Marvel, from comics to movies to TV to video games. Uh, intern Alex is here, in case you didn't hear his heavy breathing. And we are going to get into a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk about the new comics that came out. This is a huge week. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to not talk about movie news, because that's what the other guys do. But there's huge stuff. Yep. TV news. Wow. They'll yep. get into that. Games. This is a big week. Um, uh, big news for the podcast. We got all kinds of new equipment. That we're staring at, but not using. We are not using <laughs> any of it yet. We have some crazy diabolical-looking recorder machine yep. that has six channels on it. We're inching. That's, that's four more channels than we have now. Yeah, we're inching our way into the modern era. We're just not quite there yet. Yeah. But hopefully when next you hear us, we'll be much clearer. But the recorder doesn't have an AC adapter. Right. So we're not using that. We have four really nice-looking microphones that we're not using yet mm -hmm. because we don't have stands for them. Yeah, I don't know. Also, something. when I plugged it into our stuff, uh, no sound was coming right. out. So I don't know what that's I mean, all about. Again, we're just talent. So yeah, exactly. So we don't know how to do all this technical mumbo-jumbo. We'll get the grunts in here later to take care of that. Exactly. Uh, also this week, if you heard the last episode, I talked to Tom Brevoort about Ultron Unlimited, but this week we're going to hear what you had to say about Ultron Unlimited. And by you, I don't mean you, Ryan. I mean the fans. So you sent us a lot of art, which is understandable because it's a George Perez uh, jam. Uh, so last week, did you guys talk about, did you have any questions on the show or no? Nope. Last week was reader, listener, participation free. It was, we talked about the comics and then we were going to do with you and me, but then you weren't here. So instead, I talked to Tom, and then I talked to Mike D'Alessio about uh, oh, that's right. Atlantic City Con. Hello. Which, by we're the gonna way. We're going to go to Atlantic City. Yep, the, uh, the British Little, Little England in Atlantic City. We're going to do some gambling. What? Yeah. Some snooker. Is, what snooker? You know what snooker is? No. Oh. Snooker's like a lamer version of pool. Pool's pretty cool. But Snooker's like the lame version of it. Um, sorry, English listeners. Pool's pretty cool, but you'd be a fool pool's not to play cool. Snooker. Yeah, pool's pretty cool, but stay in school. <laughs> so anyways, lots of that. Uh, if you guys haven't bought tickets yet, check out GoACBC.com. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Ryan will be there Saturday uh, and Sunday. Probably get more sick yep. while I'm there. Yeah, it's a great move on your part. I don't know. Yeah, I told them yes. What is wrong with me? I don't know. I told them no. Uh <laughs> I did not tell him, though. When Harry showed me the list, I said, oh, I guess I'm not going. <laughs> um, Ryan will have to go get sick. Yeah. But no, we wish a lot of luck to Mike. He's a good guy. And uh, re-listen to what we talked about last week and definitely go to Atlantic City Con. Um, you want to you wanna get into this? I know you're busy. You're texting. You're no, emailing. I, doing so stuff on your phone. I thought 
that you guys, having done TwimURC last week, would right. have picked another TwimURC, so I didn't have to worry no. about that. That's you. Yeah, but I didn't think I had to worry That's about That's another that. reason I put it off a week, because I wouldn't take that away Because you're a monster. From, no, I wouldn't take that away you're from you. You're a <sighs> monster. All right, well, you look. I'm going to start talking about the comics that came out this week, beginning with all-new Captain America special number one. This was the finale to Inhuman Error, this uh, trilogy that I loved. It was written by Jeff Loveness, who I'm over the moon for. Art this time around by Alec Morgan. Uh, this was Spider-Man, the Inhumans, and now Captain America teaming up to take on Red Raven, the former hero who has a tragic story that has happened to him. I have been so in on Loveness's writing. Uh, he writes one of the funniest Spider-Mans this side of, well, I guess Stan Slott. Um, but he just writes a hilarious Spider-Man. He's got a great grasp of the new Inhumans. Red Raven's story is tragic, and then this week he introduces the new element of Sam Wilson as Captain America, balancing being new to the role with also trying to inspire and get people online. I love the interactions between him and Spider-Man. I love everyone's interactions with Spider-Man and all Spider-Man's dialogue. I love the way Medusa feels so torn between fighting these people and trying to save New York and her people, but also feeling that she has let down Red Raven and his people. Like I said, I love the new Inhumans getting to strut their stuff. I love everything about this. I'm a big fan of our little trilogy annual events. Uh, we've done these last couple of years. Arms of the Octopus was a great one. I think last year with Nova and the X-Men and Iron Man was great. And this is another worthy successor to that. It ends with Spider-Man giving a wonderful speech to everyone and then having a great moment with Medusa. I would love to see more interaction between these characters. And I would love, love, love to see more from Jeff Loveness, which fortunately I get to because he is writing Groot next Did you month. say unfortunately? No, I said fortunately, like eight times. In fact, mm. I overused the word. Good like, job. Horribly. Yeah. Uh, all right, on to Amazing Spider-Man, number 18, written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage, uh, art by Umberto Ramos. Uh, you realize Tim Stevens going to think you just gave him a shout-out by saying Gage, because that's like his nickname. What? Tim Stevens, who you don't like, um, <laughs> as a podcast listener who always tweets us from Ungage. He's gonna think you're you're like. Giving He'd him. be a fool to think that. <laughs> yeah. A fool. Uh, all right. So this is wrapping up uh, the big story with uh, industrial espionage. Yeah, as your favorite. Yeah, I know. The ghost has come to Parker Industries to take it down, to tear it down, to drop it down. Rage against the man. Yeah. I am the man. Uh, I love the ghost because he's like, I don't care, bro. I just don't like corporations. Whoa. Yeah. And, uh, not, not that much of a hippie, but... No, he's a total hippie. Yeah. Um, he's got that. We've got a really cool scene with... Um, what's his dude's name? Clayton. The, or human, Living Brain. Living Brain. Human bra living uh, Brain. The robot who was uh, Doc Ock, Superior Spider-Man's dude, yep. but is now still working for Peter Parker and the crew. Uh, and he's great. He does this little upgrade thing, and so kind of looks a little bit more modern, a little bit cleaned up. Uh, it's pretty rad. We've got Destruction, as we talked about. Uh, it's awesome to see um, Clash yeah. get up in there. Love it. And, uh, you know, like... So, like reluctant to do you think try Clash to do is going to turn on them eventually. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he has to. I think he might. That that is. I got a bad feeling about that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a Star Wars line. What uh, really? And uh, that's line that all say. that's going on, and <laughs> uh, well, that's going on. It sort of leaves Parker Industries in a very interesting place. Um, at the same time, 
we get the other side of all the craziness going on with Peter Parker's life with Black Cat and what she has in store for Parker, for Parker's family, because some crazy stuff gets uh, gets brought into the mix. And, man, Black Cat, they did a great job of making her the worst. Yeah, she's really had a huge turnaround from anti-hero to villain in, in a very quick amount of time, and she's going to be a big deal. She's already a big deal. She's showing yeah. up everywhere. You can tell... That the character turn went well because so many other writers want to use her and are popping her up in their different books. Um, yeah. Totally. Loving the black cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. That wraps up uh, this yeah. before Secret Amazing Wars. Spider-Man. Done. Another one in the boots. Yeah. Another one bites boots, the dust. As we say. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man number five out this week. We've got uh, just... I love this book because it's just funny. There's a lot of jokes uh, as... Scott Lang is, one, he's fighting this old nemesis of his, Darren Cross, who's giant purple, almost naked baby man, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. baby Hulk man, I that's guess you call him. Well, that's his code name. Yeah, baby Hulk man, pink baby Hulk man. Uh, he's out for blood and body parts, uh, while Cassie, Scott Lang's daughter, has had her heart taken, yeah. which is just... Not metaphorically. No, literally, it's gone. Literally, hot is gone. Uh, all is gone. Lots of funny stuff while they're battling. I like the way that uh, that writer Nick Spencer writes the use of Ant-Man's powers. There's a great bit right in the beginning, too, where he's talking about, mm. hey, here's how my powers work, mm-hmm. dummies. This is what happens. Yeah, very, condes- very condescending. Yeah, I love it. Uh, which is also good because people sometimes are like, oh, so he gets small. Hmm. That's lame. Big deal. Yeah. Uh, Alex said that the other day. He's yeah, like, he I don't get Ant-Man. I don't Why understand. Why is he small? I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, so all this going down. Um, We've got the two employees of your favorites of Scott Lang's company. They only get they only get a page this issue. I know it's a real bummer. Uh, we get um, Machine Smith, Machine Smith, and Grizzly. Uh, also, Crossfire, Crossfire. Just, you get caught in the something. It's close. Yeah, and uh, I still can't get over the fact that his, he's a cross. <laughs> yeah, and his name is Crossfire. That's pretty genius. It. Kills me. 1980s I love it so innovations much. at its best. So good, um, but yes, all kinds of fun stuff. And again, this is another issue leading us into inching closer to Secret Wars. Um, I like that. You know, Darren Cross is now on the table. Uh, I love the stuff with his son. Oh yeah, that he's was so weird. That was terrific. Like fun. he's just like, Daddy, I'm here for you. And Don't he's, worry. You know, he's like a 30 year old dude. Just. Yeah. Super into his dad. And that's, say mid thirties, mid thirties, sure. Late thirties, late thirties, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Wrapping a lot of things up. Sadness. Yeah. Uh, questions. Confusion. Intrigue. Family. These are all words. They are. They are all words. They're probably all in Star Wars at some point. Yeah. Um, Avengers versus number one. We've been talking about this on digital. Here is the print collection of the four short stories that Joe Caramagna wrote with the Avengers, kind of an out-of-continuity Avengers. It's nice. It's the main team that you may know from the movie, plus Falcon. So really like the animated team. Uh, 
just having adventures, taking on Red Skull, Loki, Atuma, Modok, just fighting them, learning lessons, having fun, avenging. It's great art here. Uh, there's art by Andrea DeVito, Wellington Alves, Ron Lim, and Dario Rizuela. This is fun for the whole family, all ages, very appropriate. If you watch the Avengers movie, some cool stuff you can share with the kiddies if you wish. I or love it. Versus is a super fun book. Yeah, a lot of, lot of good stuff in there. Uh, George J. Romero's Empire of the Dead Act 3, number 2, which is not for kids because it's about zombies and vampires and it's really bloody and it's gritty and Andrea Moody is the artist. There is a lot of uh, double crosses going on between the vampire mayor and the doctor and the southern people and the police force. Hi, y'all. Yeah. My name's Vampire Black Garris. <laughs> There he is right there on that page. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just pointed to a guy who has like facial hair and was like, oh, yeah, that's we're, so, like. we're so funny. Um, yeah, so more vampires, more zombies. They're fighting each other and the humans. What chance do they have in this world of monsters? How can they survive? All right, uh, up next we've got Guardians Team Up number five. Uh, big shout out on this one for the writers. Right? So and, cool. Yeah, Andy Lanning who was one of the architects for the modern uh, Marvel Cosmic Universe, and Andy Schmidt, who is also one of the, the architects of the modern Marvel Cosmic Universe, yeah. as uh, an editor here at Marvel. For many years, I've known him for a long time. It's pretty cool to see him diving in, writing. His, I think he has two things this week. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I know what you're thinking of. It's not him. There's oh. another former editor who has a story this week. No, no, no. It wasn't no, that. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. Andy Schmidt's only did Yay, one story. You're Andy crazy. Schmidt. And uh, art by Gustavo Duarte, uh, which this is a fun, fun, fun issue mm -hmm. as Rocket is starting up engaged in uh, arguments, as he usually is, with Cosmo. Uh, they're in nowhere talking about stuff. Uh, there's so much stuff sort of established in this issue that I think could be really, really cool if we keep up with it. Like, Cosmo is talking about um, these old oh, yeah. uh, great mo uh, monitor moments, monitor heroes, like people monitor who were watching. People. Yeah, watching yeah. to make sure nothing happens in the cosmos. And he's got, like, this crazy owl dude. Um, what's his name? Yeah, Tuatu, the cosmic owl. And then uh, Gravalian Wormtoid, who's this worm with goggles on. He looks like, remember that little guy, the little worm when we were kids, the little, uh, little cartoon book series, and he's like a worm and he's wearing a vest. You know what I'm talking about? Someone out there is going to know what I'm talking about. That made it outside Long Island. No, man. It was <laughs> great. And there were like, like dog people and cat people, and there was all this family, and everybody learned, and everything was great. Anyway. Whatever you, uh, whatever you say. <laughs> Rocket just wants to drink his beer. Yeah, uh, loves beer. He does. Who does? It's it? truly an Andy Lanning story <laughs> at its finest. Uh, Cosmo uh, grabs uh, the beer, runs off. Rocket has to find him, and boom, find out that Cosmo has gone to Earth with the beer to a poker game mm. with the Pet Avengers. Yeah, which is terrific. It's awesome. Uh, it's just super fun. We get Red Wing and Zabu and Lockjaw, Ms. Lion, Throg. And hairball. Hairball. That's Speedball's cat. Well, who's right. Nels? That, that's also Speedball's cat. Is it the that's, same cat? Yeah, it's like his code name. Okay. All right. His, Nels is his real name. Uh, hairball is his code name. Because I got super confused, and I was waiting. I was like, like I'm sure Red Wing's real name isn't Red Wing. It's probably like Steve. <laughs> it's totally Steve. Joe. Yeah. All right. Could. Because I was like, 
what happened to the cat? I got so confused. Nope, same cat. All right. All right, we're back in action. Uh, so we got the Pet Avengers hanging out, just playing poker. Boom. Then... Then these lunatics introduce oh, Vulture Von Doom and the Pets of Evil Masters, which is yep. uh, Thori, Loki's Hellhound. I remember him. Oh, yeah. Super great. Uh, Falconia. No idea. Lady Falcona's familiar. No idea who that is. You don't even know that, I, so that's crazy. I, she looks like a He-Man character. Yeah. Uh, Michol, one of Red Ghost Super Apes. Just Love them. One, yeah. Love the Super Apes. Uh, Tiger Wild, Doctor Doom's <laughs> Attack Tiger. That might be my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Cuddles, Princess Python's Killer Snake. And, you know, why not? Bitey McSpider, Spidey Bite, the mutant radioactive spider, uh, which Pres- is not... Presumably this is a spider who bit Peter Parker. Yeah. Also, you've uh, got know. Vulture Von Doom. So two Doctor Doom pets here. Yeah, seems unfair. Yep. Uh, and then battle ensues. Uh, Rocket has to... You know, sort of rally the troops, save the day, take the fight to Von Doom and the rest of them. Uh, it's great. It's, it's really awesome to see all these characters mixing around. Although I think Rocket, um, Rocket is good here, but he's obviously like, he's kind of on a different level mm. than the rest of these. This is a bit beneath him. This, uh, I mean, he's a guardian battle. of the galaxy. Yeah. Although I think Throg would be pretty cool on the Guardians team. Throg would be a great addition. <coughs> he would be, yeah. You know, I am Throg. Uh, yeah. So, uh, big battle happens, and I feel really bad for Vulture Von Doom. Yeah. What a and tragic, like, tragic character. He's just, you know, he's a vulture, and he just wants to do good for Dr. Doom. And Doom's like, ah, you stupid bird, because he's a jerk. Yeah. Um, then we get, you know, a, a great resolution to the story. A lot of fun. I want to see more of this stuff again. Is Rocket and a pet Avenger now? I don't think he is. Honorary. I don't think he would like to be. That's what I'm, that, I think that's the thing. He's not a he's, pet. He's no one's pet. Um, Cosmo's not really a pet, though. Yeah, I guess it's just well, a, Cosmo, a I guess, is an ally as well, though. He's not really an official member of the Pet Avengers. Yeah. We could sit here debating the vagaries of Pet Avengers roster rules all day. But instead, let's talk about Hulk. Uh, Hulk number 16, to be specific, written by Jerry Dugan and art by Mark Bagley. This is a coda, as I will put it, to the Omega Hulk storyline that has been running through Jerry's whole run. Hulk, Doc Green, has now, he's been, he's been smashing, he's been taking out other people. Now he has chosen to turn himself in to his cousin, to She-Hulk, uh, and to the Avengers. There's a ton of Avengers here, a bunch of Fantastic Four members. There's a little bit of action, but it's mostly talking. It's really just Doc Green kind of saying, like, look, this is what I was out to do. This is what happened. I have some regrets. I think some things went well. The big tease being that he is afraid of something, and that something emerges in a double-page spread of a big, long-haired, white-bearded Hulk who looks familiar to a lot of us, destroying everybody, and him basically being like, that's the road I can see myself going down. I need you to prevent that, give She-Hulk the means to do so. Also, has his final conversation with Betty. Uh, In fact, instead of him, it's Bruce Banner having the final conversation with Betty, and this is another Secret Wars cliffhanger. But that's not all. There is another second story. You may remember Lyra got stranded in that other dimension. So our boy, Aubrey Sitterson, former Marvel editor, current wrestling video caster, not podcaster. Well, it's, it's, it's podcast as well. Yeah. I listen to it on the podcast. You can listen to him and watch him on Straight Shoot. We've both been guests on there. We've both been guests on there. But he's back. He's writing comics. Super (coughs) excited. He does a short story illustrated by Roald Marcellius, which has Hulk's two 
buddies, his assistants, um, Jessup and Viteri, looking for Lyra. They find her. It's a fun, quick story with some action, with some rad art, with some twists. Uh, Aubrey paces it beautifully. Nice job, buddy. Uh, and I'd love to see more of him writing Lyra, of him writing anyone. Yeah. It's great. And Dudes and Thongs. Yeah, yeah. there's lots of Dudes and Thongs. It's pretty great, actually. It's. Ex- I mean... Aubrey loves dudes in loves. tiny panties. Yep, that's, that's his thing. That's a thing. Uh, all right, Inhuman Annual number one, written by Charles Soule, art by Ryan Stegman, and uh, Jay Lyston on inks, colors by Richard Eisenhoff. And this is great because it's a, an annual. You get extra supersized issue hmm. of Soul and Stegman Inhuman action as uh, Lineage has finally put his big plans into motion. He's got pretty much all the Inhuman uh, race bent over a barrel and ready to go to town. Uh, He's got all his different machinations coming to a head, and he's got this big old stick of glory. What is this thing? This is the... the uh, Codex, right? The Codex, Codex. yes. That tells basically everything about Inhumans. Uh, And he's going to go unleash some chaos on Jersey City. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Jersey City. Why? I mean, yeah, they they suffer enough by being Jersey City. Jersey City, yeah, it's tough. Even as someone who lives in New Jersey, I I can't defend them. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of the planet, you've got Medusa uh, fighting her fight yeah. against... Yeah, and just as you were saying uh, last <laughs> issue, how Medusa used her powers in a cool way where she made, like, the hair fists, here she uses her hair to build, like, armor for herself. Yeah. It's awesome, because for so long, I mean, Medusa's been this cool character, but people are kind of like, oh, her powers, she can move her hair, Yeah. and now we're finding ways to make it a great offensive and defensive weapon. Yeah, uh, speaking of, you've got uh, Frank McGee awesome with his guns that are tied to his eyes yep. that give him crazy laser blasts. It works. Don't think about it. And also Triton. Yeah. Hey. You know, hey, I'm fish dude. I'm uh, out. I'm not in the water. But he's still pretty badass. Still pretty great. great. Uh, Eldrak. Eldrak. Huge moment for Eldrak. But like, there's this... I Steps mean, up huge. Kudos to Soul and Stegman for writing this really... Mortis Soul. What? Mortis Soul. <laughs> They're writing this great scene, putting together this great scene with Eldrak just sort of like hey, I got a body. I'm just going to go sort of live life. All places. He goes to Long Island. And, as well he should. Yeah. And he goes. And <laughs> he's he's like, like, I got a body. Where do I need to check out? Oh, Long Island. Stat. He's like, hmm, what do I want to do? I'm going to think. I'm just going to hang out on the beach for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that's going on. We get, who's this This lady? This is. Um, oh, is that Grandma Bones? Yeah. yeah. She is badass. Beats the crap out of Medusa. Yep. Uh, all that's going on, and boom, we get to Karnak in Afterlife, which is basically like the where the Inhumans go after they die. It's not yeah. a heaven or a hell, or it's just sort of where they go. Uh, and he, he wants to get out. He knows how to get out, but he needs some help. Who is there to help him? But uh, the dude the from the Enelux. The Capo. Enelux, yeah. Capo from Capo. Enelux. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many great things going on here because it's pulling all the sure. threads in. From, a lot of Miss Marvel too. Yeah, from from all the Inhuman stuff we've seen over the last you know year and a half, two years, whatever however long it's been, uh, and it's rad to see it all come together in this big head. Uh, Ms. Marvel being a total badass leader in Jersey City with some of the other new humans and Lockjaw. Um, all right, I like that. It also firmly establishes Miss Marvel. You know, she's she's part of the Inhumans extended family. Yeah, which is nice. Yes, totally. Um, Eldrak, I, this scene, did you notice this? Uh, so Eldrak realizes he has something he has to do. Right. To get Medusa, put her where she is needed most. Mm-hmm. That's his job. He puts his, and he's like big, but he's not, is he like 
how super sized is he? He's pretty large. Yeah. Maybe like sentinel sized. <coughs> All right. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. Because like he puts his hands in his head, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. are the gateway, and then he picks up Medusa, and then he pulls this uh, just like this super weird business going on, and I love it. It's uh, so visual there. Yeah, some really cool stuff, like just the teleportation aspect with Eldrak and, and putting the uh, the Inhumans where they need to go. And then, boom, you think that lineage is going to win out despite everything else. Basically, the Inhumans save the day for themselves. And I think I really dug it because it was a very positive ending to mm -hmm. wrapping up all these stories right before Secret Wars. You know, like they could have left a lot more questions and different things dangling and it would have been cool and mysterious but I think where we stand with the Inhumans both for Medusa and the you know traditional Inhumans and now the new humans uh, it was really awesome and I, I've been loving this run so I'm excited to see where they pick up after way across the universe in a galaxy far far away time long long ago right got it just Nailed rest, it. Rest your voice. Uh, Kanan, the last Padawan, number two, filling in the secret history of Kanan from Star Wars Rebels. This is written by Greg Weissman. The art is by Pepe Larraz with colors by David Curiel. Last issue, we saw the formative <laughs> bits of uh, Caleb Doom, the man who will eventually, or the boy who will eventually become Kanan, uh, training as a Jedi, hanging out, being a Padawan, getting ready, very happy, loves his friends and everything, and here it all comes crashing down. As the Clone Wars begin, Caleb gets caught in the middle, uh, loses his master, and for the first time in his life is on his own. Does not have other Jedi looking out for him. In fact, a lot of the Jedi have been wiped out. So he has to make his way across the world he's on, uh, a world and a galaxy now where Jedis are no longer welcome. Has to use his wits, his smarts, his survival skills, and get off this planet and get to somewhere safe and then figure out what the heck his next move is going to be because now everyone is trying to get him and he's never had to do this before. You get a cameo from a famous Star Wars character and promise of more formative stuff in uh, the journey from Caleb becoming Kanan. I really dug it just because it's, um, again, it's one of those Star Wars stories that I'm not familiar with but totally wrapped up in it. I think it's a great job by that team. All right, Operation Sin, number five, the final issue by Catherine Imminent and Rich Ellis, and also colors by Jordan Boyd. Uh, this is wrapping it all up. They're in Russia. They've got aliens. They've got Russians. They've got bear dudes. They've got Woodrow McCord, who's just wanting to shoot everything he can. Peggy is trying to... Not necessarily stop everyone from being crazy, but she's just trying to... I guess she is trying to stop everyone from being crazy and trying to do the right thing for everyone because she's the smartest, most capable of all these Jokers. You've got Howard Stark, who's just a... He's great. Like and it, It's funny because I, I, I see and hear Dominic Cooper's mm. Howard Stark when I read him now, which is pretty fun. Um there's like this whole cool romance thing going on with this alien lady. Just there's lots of interesting like emotional beats here that could get lost in this like oh, giant aliens and blowing stuff up and all this mystery stuff. So I think they did a great job on this one. And I even like how you get a sense of where these characters go afterwards. 
It's not all, you know, roses and gravy. Not everybody's. Oh, I wish everything were, though. Yeah, roses and gravy. Nothing goes better with roses than gravy. Right? Um, and vice versa. Yeah, and a cool little note at the end from, uh, or, or sort of like a back and forth between Catherine and Rich. Yeah. Punisher, number 18, written by Nathan Edmondson, art by Mitch Gerards and Brent Schoonover. Frank is finally back in L.A. He took care of his business in Washington, D.C., and now he has got to uh, take care of a little transaction. He has got Hector Del Sol, the final Del Sol gang member who's been giving him trouble. Takes care of that pretty quick, and the rest of the issue, and pretty publicly and pretty horribly, uh, the rest of the issue is devoted to kind of Showing the Punisher supporting cast, but also how Los Angeles feels about Frank Castle. Check in on Lou in the diner. We check in on Frank's uh, Frank's buddies. We check in on the Howling Commandos. Send them all to their next place. And then Frank, trying to get back to being the Punisher, runs into the, uh, the cop from the first couple issues who... Well, he's been gone. He does not know all she's been through, losing her badge, becoming a, a vigilante, going to jail... So she has gone from being Punisher ally to maybe not so much. Uh, warning to you guys who are sensitive about this stuff. There is some pretty brutal animal violence. I had a here. very hard time with this issue. Uh, so if you're going to read this, be aware. Uh, Punisher's, is it a dog or a coyote? Coyote. It's a coyote. Punisher's pet coyote. Some stuff happens. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a Punisher book. So there's some pretty violent stuff. The thing is, like, I can handle seeing pages of people getting shot in the face, yeah. but... I, I, right. I had a very that is, hard time. That is why I issued this warning. So it's very intense, uh, and Nathan is, of course, steering his Punisher stories into a crescendo. Yeah. Um, we have more issues coming up after Punisher, this? yes. There's more Punisher to come. Punisher is actually going to tie into Secret Wars. We'll have a last day's uh, cool. epic. Um, all right. Up next, Return of the Living Deadpool number four, wrapping up this limited series. By Colin Bunn and Nick Varela. Uh, this is full of Deadpool on Deadpool violence. Like, see, I can handle just looking at Deadpool holding his guts. Yeah. And just like. But this is not for kids. No, not for <laughs> just, kids at all. Just let people know. Uh, but, you know, there's this world gone mad with all these Deadpools and, you know, they turn the people into zombies and then the zombies into Deadpools. Just disgusting and crazy and weird. And our Deadpool, or the main Deadpool here, sort of has has the chutzpah to take everything um, in his own hands and hopefully solve the problem. And we get a cool moment, really, really, really cool moment right at the end. I dug that a ton uh, with one of the characters who's been in the book the whole time. All right, we've got Rocket Raccoon, number 11. By Scotty Young, with art by Jake Parker, and colors by Jean-Francois Bellu. And this is um, this is the story of Rocket finally learning about his past, his history, and what the hell is going on with Half-World. Uh, we also get another raccoonish character. I don't think she likes being called a raccoon. No one likes being called a raccoon. Uh, Alex, you're a raccoon. He did not. He, he bristled no. at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the we've got Captain Sale or Sale, maybe. Uh, mm -hmm. She wears an eye patch and she's totally great. Um, the two of them, you know, sort of come to terms with who they are, what they are, and finally want to learn. And then by the end, it's like there's just this great panel 
uh, Rocket and Groot talking after Rocket sort of has learned everything. And then, boom, right back into the thick of Rocket being Rocket. And uh, I love how the series sort of comes full circle right there with the last co- with that last page. Uh, and then, shout out, uh, next month we've got Groot number one written number by our one. boy Jeff Loveness. That's right. It's going to be an awesome book. Okay. Are you ready? Oh, are you bone saws ready? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about it for months. Time has run out. It's Secret Wars number one. It's here. Jonathan Hickman wrote it. Saad Rabik provided gorgeous art. Eves Forcina provided equally gorgeous colors. And this is the start of the biggest event in the history of Marvel. And I say, I mean, reading this issue, you felt it. This was huge. Uh, try not to get the heavy spoilers here because this is one you're really going to experience yourself. But needless to say, all the events that Jonathan Hipkins been building, and not just through his Avengers run, there's stuff from his Fantastic Four run here. There is stuff from Infinity that comes into play. All his Avengers, all his new Avengers, it all crashes down here. The final incursion has occurred. Uh, it's the ultimate universe against the Marvel Universe. It is characters like Ultimate, Nick Fury, Iron Man, Hawkeye, all the S.H.I.E.L.D. things to bear, and every hero in the Marvel Universe, the Guardians, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, all fighting to survive, and just this this air of everything's ending. Um, I don't think I've ever read a comic that so effectively conveyed to me kind of the futility of the fight these people are having and the desperation. Um, It begins with doom. I'll just say that. It all begins with Doom, and it may well end with Doom. There is a mission by Reed Richards and Black Panther to get as many people as they can onto a life raft to get them out of here before the universe ends, because the universe is going to end. Everyone's accepted this. Um, Some people have accepted it less than others. And the heartbreaking things that occur during this rescue mission are not even a rescue mission. This this mission is salvation. Uh, Characters die. It's harsh, it's brutal, it's emotional. And they, I mean, it's like a rat-a-tat yep. at some point. There yeah. are characters, like one panel this character, one panel that character, you're like, holy crap. Yeah, the way they go out, um, it just feels like nothing you've ever seen before. Um, you know, some of these big events I've read in the past that'll have this kind of thing, it's just, it's huge. Um, but yeah, the emotions of Reed Richards the end, just the characters that Hickman gets into, that he digs into, Reed, Panther, Ultimate Reed, some of the other ones, he just really like gets it. He lives in Reed Richards' head, and the way he is able to convey that effectively is nothing short of remarkable. We find out who has been chosen to survive, and it's an interesting group, to say the least. It is not necessarily who you would expect. Um, again, I'm trying not to get into spoiler territory, but if you've seen any Assad Ribic work, he's a genius, so is Yves Forcina. They have done incredible work together on Thor, God of Thunder, and elsewhere. This is their masterpiece. Uh, it's the finest thing they've ever put together. The action, the emotion, the sheer cosmic weight of it all, the designs that Hickman did, it's all brilliant. And this is just the start. Obviously, we've got a long run here of Secret Wars, a lot of books, this main series anchoring it all, and what a way to start things out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that book, bro. Next issue, tons of Thors. Next week. Next week. Oh, terrific. All right. 
Up next, we've got Spider-Gwen, number four, written by Jason Latour, art by Robbie Rodriguez and Rico Renzi. And this one, um, and I say this in the best possible way, reminded <laughs> me of an Ultimate Spider-Man issue Yeah, in a lot of ways. because pretty big like, compliment. There's, uh, there's some cool, you know, Spidey stuff right at the beginning where Spider-Woman is dealing with uh, some jokers, some people who are doing some things, and then uh, really dives right into the personal side of... Gwen and her life and the emotional stuff that she's going through, dealing with the consequences of her actions, of being Spider-Woman, of her family, her close friends, like all kinds of stuff. And I thought that was, it just handled exceptionally well. Really terrific. Uh, we got a great moment with the Mary Janes and then uh, a cool bit with the, the, the police cops, if yeah. you will, yeah. uh, that we've been dealing with the last couple issues. Um, I love this series. You guys love this series. All right, Spider-Gwen to Spider-Woman, number seven specifically, written by Dennis Hopeless, art by Javier Rodriguez and Alvaro Lopez, doing the inks with Munza Vicente on the colors. Spider-Woman is undercover, wearing a big old porcupine suit, trying to figure out who is blackmailing villains like the porcupines and your suerte, Big Wheel, and others to do their dirty work. What she discovers is pretty crazy and i don't really want to give it away but she uh, things are not as they seem yeah you're pointing i'm pointing because there's a couple pages in here Mm -hmm. that are masterpieces of comic bookery oh yeah i think for sure javier rodriguez and dennis hopeless in scripting but javier rodriguez putting it together on the page like, there's this two-page spread of how Jessica gets out of a jam, and mm-hmm. it's just so good. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I was going to talk about Javier just killing it. Um, and Dennis Hopeless writes a great Spider-Woman, just kind of the really differentiates her from other heroes, just kind of her, like, casual attitude, and also her just like, eh. Like, that's why, that's the sound I associate with her, just, eh. Like, this is, <laughs> this is so annoying, but I'm going to do it. Um yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling for ways to talk around the big surprises at the end. So instead, I'm going to say you guys should just go give it a read. Read Spider-Woman. It's a great series. It's been, it's been great since it launched, and it's consistently good. Yeah. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 5, written by Ryan North, art by Erica Henderson. This is just when you thought they couldn't reinvent themselves anymore. This is a different kind of issue as Squirrel Girl's pal, uh, Nancy, is part of a hostage situation that's already going on when we start the book. The first page is the Statue of Liberty under siege by a dinosaur with Squirrel Girl yelling about how she wants to fight dinosaurs. There's two dinosaurs, Multi- you're right. Possibly more that we don't see. Two, two visible dinosaurs, a bunch of big heroes, uh, Thor, Captain America, the works, Squirrel Girl teaming up with them. Nancy caught in the, in the torch of Statue of Liberty with a bunch of other people. What proceeds is just a great round table of all these different characters. This is a trope that's been used a bunch of times, but I never hate it when it's done well and it's done great here. All these different characters telling their stories of Squirrel Girl, so, and different styles, and it's great because Eric and North gets to do a bunch of different art styles. We've got, like, a Golden Age Squirrel Girl story where she's teaming up with Captain America. We have got a Squirrel Girl story where it's basically just her as Spider-Man in the 90s, like, almost panel for panel. And again, Eric and North gets to adapt her art style. There's a more futuristic like squirrel girl 2099 type story and then finally uh there's this just like two pages just gritty vengeance also the christian russo oh yeah the christian russo type commentary just gets fast and furious and then it's just like you're all idiots you're all wrong that's not squirrel girl squirrel girl saves the day (laughs) 
It's just great, man. What a great idea, and what well brilliant execution by uh, North and Henderson, and still all the great footnotes to the bottom. One of the best letter columns in comics. Excellent. Excellent. Throw your money at that book. Finally, Wolverines number 17, written by Ray Fox, art by Juan Cabal. The Wolverines and their paradise allies have infiltrated Mr. Sinister's base. They find out what's going on with their former teammates. They fight a bunch of Sinister drones. Things get vicious. Things get brutal. Really good art. I've never seen Juan Cabal before. Yeah, the, the Juan Cabal art reminds me of a mix between Jamie McKelvey. Yeah, McKelvey is the vibe I'm getting here. And... Uh, Frazier Irving. Yes, yes. A- excellent point. So uh, Wolverine's been a great kind of like breeding ground for new artists who I'm hoping get a lot more work. Mystique has her own stuff going on. She has her own agenda, and she proves to be quite a match for Sinister, but Sinister has the big plans, uh, and it's all going to collide next issue. Big plans, big cape. Yeah. That's his motto. Big uh, hood thing. Yeah, cape. All right, what you got? Tomb of the Week. Secret Wars. Yeah. It's kind of a slam dunk. Secret Wars yeah. is brilliant. Um, there's a lot of good stuff this week. Read it all, as we always say. But yeah, starts and ends with Secret Wars. Agreed. All right, let's give Ryan's voice a little more of a rest. I'm going to try to run through these collections on sale. We got All New X Men Volume 5, One Down. Captain America, Return of the Winter Soldier, Omnibus Hardcover. Figman is out in hardcover, as is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Marvel Masterworks Doctor Strange Volume 1, and Marvel Masterworks The X Men Volume 1. Plus, Road to Marvel's Avengers The Age of Ultron, The Art of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That is a slipcase hardcover. Secret Wars Prelude, all the stuff you need leading up to Secret Wars, and Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, also out in hardcover. Digital, on sale on the app. Everything we just talked about, with the exception of Avengers Versus, because that's all already on there in its separate issues. Also on the app, Hulk, Let the Battle Begin, number one. Hulk, Monster Size Special from 2008, issue number one. McFury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. from 1989, the first 10 issues, and all nine issues of Secret Wars 2. Because you demanded it. Collections on the app this week, Avengers the Korvac Saga, Figment, Secret Wars 2, Secret Wars Prelude, Spider-Man 2099 Classic Volume 2, Squadron Supreme, which we covered in two this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Clubs, as I recall. Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope, Young Marvel, Little X-Men, Little Avengers, Big Trouble. That's all one. Uh, And as far as freshly digitized books this week, I went to our handy-dandy release calendar, and it was blank, which I doubt means there were no new ones added. I would tend towards there being a glitch on that particular page. Yeah, I can look on the app, which I was observing earlier. This is Marvel Unlimited, because we're not talking about the app now. Yeah, the Marvel Unlimited app. There you go. It is an app. Check out the Marvel Unlimited app. Well, Ryan looks that up. New this week. Oh, he's got it. Never mind. We've got 36 issues for you guys, oh boy. and it is loading. I see all new Captain America number one. Is that this week? Yeah. I yeah. Guess. This week yeah, we've sure. got a ton of books, and uh, you guys, you got like all new X Captain America, Ultimates, uh, Avengers, and X Men Axis, Axis Hobgoblin, some Bucky Barnes, Captain Marvel, Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, X Factor. Uh, the first part of Spider-Verse, more Axis, Deadpool's Art of War, um, more Death of Wolverine, Weapon X program, Life After Logan, uh, Hulk, Legendary Star-Lord, Rocket Raccoon, Spider-Verse Team-Up, X-Men 21, All-New Savage She-Hulk, a um, bunch of issues of All-New Savage She-Hulk, which is awesome yeah. that those are added, sure. uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch, 
issues added, a whole butt ton of those. Mm. Uh, Amazing Adventures. Dude, we got Amazing Adventures added to this. This is pretty great with uh, Black Bolt and Inhumans, some like really, really classic stuff. So uh, glad you looked this up. Yeah. <laughs> some really great stuff up in here. Yep. So tons of new stuff on Marvel Unlimited this week. Okay, guys, a little bit of news for you. Obviously, Secret Wars is the biggest comics event ever in the history of the world. Um, we've got you covered on Marvel.com. Tons of insight with creators with digs into the past uh, we got stuff on modok assassin secret wars 2099 loki agent of asgard amazing spider-man renew your vows 1602 witch hunter angela my favorite title um, and there's more coming every day we have more secret wars stuff for you guys plus if you have not read secret wars and you want a little sample we have got the first five pages lettered the works on marvel.com for you to read we revealed our hero of the month for april that was Miles Morales. Uh, Mr. Alexander Lopez did a wonderful job paying tribute. Now we've got a new poll up for you guys for May. The choices are, and Alex, help me if I forget one, but I believe it's Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Cyclops, uh, Silver Surfer, Vision, Thor, and who am I forgetting? Quake. Quake. Uh, right now, I just checked it before I came in. It is a runoff between Cyclops, Vision, and Captain Marvel. and It's very close, and they all have a lot of votes. Um, it's Cyclops actually in the lead, which surprised me. Wow. But the Captain Marvel fans are rabid. Uh, the Vision fans are coming in from the movie, so this should be a very interesting month, unless you're a Silver Surfer fan. He's not doing very well. Aww. Rally the troops. Help Norrin Rad out. Do it, Slotty. Uh, yeah, but check out Hero of the Month. We really enjoy that. Video game news this week, or game news this week. Am I supposed to say just games, not video games? Is that wrong? Like That's a, that's a thing, right? It's an yeah. etiquette thing. Disney Infinity 3.0 got announced. What? Hey, guys. It's going to be Star Wars-centric, but there is new Marvel content, specifically Hulkbuster Iron Man, and he will not be the only new character. We will surely be talking plenty more about Disney Infinity in the months and weeks to come. Marvel Future Fight also launched. I played it for the first time this morning. Yeah. Uh, got in there with you guys. It's cool. It's a like RPG-style fighting game. You can play it on your phone. The graphics are sick. The story is super ambitious. It's written by Peter David. Uh, who we're going to interview about later this week. Um, yeah, what do you want to say about it? Connect your Facebook account so that we can be friends. On I it. tried to friend you this morning. It wouldn't let me. Do I have to connect my Facebook account? Uh, my, I maxed out my friends list. Oh, you can right. only have 50 okay. if you Yeah, because I requested you and it told me I couldn't. All right. You can, you ha- if you have uh, Facebook connected on there, yeah. you can get your friends, okay. uh, more friends that way okay. that aren't. I did, we did team up, but I couldn't friend you. I mm. utilized your Iron Man to help me beat some Ultron. My Iron Man? You have an Iron Man? He's terrible. I don't know, dude. I, He's I, level seven. I, I clicked team up, and they gave me your Iron Man, and he came in and did some why. stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Um, how it works. Anyway, it's a are big you game. sure you used cool. me? <laughs> it was Agent M, no space. That's not me. So you're Agent M with a space. Yeah. There's also an Agent M two. Uh, I got to tell him to clean out you. all the yeah, Agent clean M's. out all the Agent M's is very confusing. Uh, whatever, other Agent M. Thank you for helping me win my fight this morning. <laughs> Uh, you got anything? You want to hand it over to the, the boys out west? No, Future Fight's super cool. Yeah. Uh, and make sure you log in every day because you get, like, bonus stuff and all that good Hulk stuff. Buster. Yeah, Hulkbuster. I already got Hulkbuster. What? Yeah, I got it when I logged in today. No, you get you get points. Oh, points towards it. Yeah, I didn't actually get it. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. points toward that, Blade, and something else. <laughs> so, And I got Iron Fist today. You actually got Iron Fist? I actually got Iron Fist. Nice. So that was, like, the first deal. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great value. It's free. Download it. Go to the App Store. Do it. Do it up. All right. Mark, Patrick, maybe Steve. Probably Steve. Tell us what you got, boys. 
Hello there, this week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com editor Mark Strom. For another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show, starring Stromy and Stromy. <laughs> no, that's not true. That, uh, nope, nope, you get you get my name. Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Nope, Cavanaugh. nope, nope. I'm so sorry, everybody. Nope, nope, you get my name, you get my title, now you get my workload too. And your wages... Uh, nope. Finally got I that one was... cent increase in pay. <laughs> oh, we are here. It's big week after Avengers Age of Ultron. I hope all of you listening have seen it. If you haven't, uh, do. If you have seen it, go again. Didn't you also pay money to see it over the weekend? I did. For the fourth time? Uh, total? Yes. Yes, that was the fourth time. Well, it was the third time I had seen the finished one. Oh, right. Um... But yes, I did indeed go uh, last weekend uh, and saw it again. It was still just as good as the first time. What about as good as the second time? It's still just as good as the second time. As good as the third? It's actually even better than the third. What? Yeah! Um, But, all right, that's in theaters. We uh, had the second largest uh, box office opening last weekend. Yeah, what, what kind of jerks have the biggest opening weekend of all time? Um, that, the, that'd, be us. that'd be us. Oh. We're, we're the jerks. Well, at least we beat those jerks who have the third biggest opening of all time. Uh, also us, Patrick. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. But we had the second biggest opening weekend of all time with uh, 191.3 or 191.1 anyway that's really important lots of (laughs) lots lots of lots of dollars is what i'm saying buco dolores so thank you to everyone who of course went out and saw that and helped make us the second largest opening behind again only marvel's the avengers and ahead of marvel's iron man 3 uh speaking of avengers we also posted a story uh about the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron showcase that is currently going on at Hero Complex Gallery. I went there on the opening night. Well, Patrick went there too, but I actually worked while Patrick just got to look around at pretty art. I chatted with some of the artists of uh, some of the pieces. You can read all about it on Marvel.com. You can see some of the pieces and some of the photos from the event, and you can also head over to Hero Complex Gallery's website where you can get... They're on sale now, aren't they? Yeah, there are prints. There are prints on sale um, at their website right now of uh, select pieces from the the showcase. So you can go check all that out and maybe uh, maybe own some original How many did you yourself. buy? I actually I don't have wall space for anything. I already have I, know, I saw you breaking out your chef checkbook to buy some of those $2,000 metal variant prints that are like six feet wide. You know me. No, six feet wide. I can't even... I don't have the wall space to post the art that I actually have. Just put it on the floor. No, that's not. It'll be fine. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, in other movie news, we had um, the debut of the final Ant-Man poster. Well, not the final poster. I'm sure we'll have some other posters coming up. Probably some character posters or something. Yeah, but this this is like the big, like, hero shot of, like, everyone. You can check that out. Because compared to the old poster... The old poster, Ant-Man is very small. He's literally very small. Yeah, this one you can actually see Scott Lang in all of his suited glory. However, there is still also a tiny suited Ant-Man 
just sitting on the title. Of is the it? Movie. I thought it was just an ant sitting on top of the title. Is no. Ant-Man on the ant? I don't think there is an ant. I no, think it's an just. Ant. It's an ant. Meh. Well, guess you we'll know, never know. You know how you guys can tell this debate? You can go to Marvel.com yourselves and check it out, and then let us know which one was right. It's me. Um, other movie news: We announced that Martin Freeman from Sherlock, from The Office, from Fargo, from Hobbit, from lots of things. Has joined from Love Actually. From Love Actually, one of your favorites, uh, has joined Marvel's Captain America: Civil War. Uh, of course, in theaters May sixth, twenty sixteen. We can't tell you who he's playing yet. I can, but he's there. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. No, okay, all right. Blake, he's playing Captain America, right? Like, like we're gonna add this this next bit out. Yeah, just add that bit out. Where. Martin Freeman that. playing yeah. Captain Man America Man. Ca- Captain, no, actually he's playing America Captain. Ooh. It's Captain America Cat. Captain, he's not playing Captain. From the America. Spider-Ham universe. No, he's 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 playing America Captain. Cool, cool. Um, Can't think of a better person <laughs> than a, to play than an a, American than a British guy. Um, of course, uh, moving over into the TV world. Uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We have the big two-hour season finale coming up this Tuesday at 9 8 Central on ABC. Uh, this week we had a huge episode for this week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We talked with Deachin Lachman, who plays Jaying in the series, Sky's mother, about her turn at the end of the most recent episode. And what else do we have going on with S.H.I.E.L.D.? Of course, we had the uh, finale to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Double Agent, which is a five-part web series that you can watch by going to marvelsdoubleagent.com. We revealed that Stan the Man, Lee, was, in fact, the uh, mastermind behind everything. What? Yep. He's, I like when you, say that, when you say Stan the Man, Lee, quickly, because then it sounds like Stan the Manly. <laughs> At Stan. Um, so you can go over there, watch that right now. We have an all-new Art of Evolution poster posted by the time you listen to this by Ryan Sook, uh, artist from X Factor, from God, he's drawing a lot of stuff. Why am I why is X Factor all I can think Doonesbury? of? Doonesbury? No, not um, no. Dilbert? No, no Kathy. No. He illustrated Kathy. No, he didn't. He did not. Aww. Um but it's an awesome piece featuring uh, Fitz and Simmons and the uh, shadow of a transformed cow uh, done in a classic comic book cover style. Go check that out. It will be on sale on Friday. And we'll have another, uh, the final Art of Evolution piece uh, going up. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say, because maybe it won't be up by the time <laughs> you guys listen to this. But... You can find out by going to Marvel.com, because we'll have both of them up there. Uh, we'll also have some previews from the season finale coming up, uh, and uh, hopefully a fun uh, video that we recorded for the scoring session of the season finale with composer Bear McCreary. Uh, we got the chance to talk with him a little bit, and I'm hoping that that will be up uh, either Friday or Monday. So look forward to that. I don't know. I think that's all I. Uh, that's all I got. You got anything, Patrick? Well. Well, great. Okay, so so we're done for this week. No, uh, we'll be talking more in depth about this in just a few moments when I'm chatting with 
Mr. Steve and Steve Wacker. But make sure to tune in this Sunday at 8 a.m. for a new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. It's the start of a four-part arc called Days of Future Smash. Oh, is this the is this the time travel arc? Oh yeah, what gave it away? Harrison Harrison uh, Harrison Wilcox uh, was telling me about that a long while ago. Yeah, and uh, yeah, stay tuned for a couple minutes, and you'll hear Steve Wacker and I talking a lot more about it. I'll spare you the time now. And also following that is a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. So tune in starting at 8 a.m. this Sunday on Disney XD. All right, that's it. That's all we have for this week. So, as always, I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a splendiferous week. I thank you for listening. I thank you for pouring up with Patrick. What? I don't. I do not thank you. And as always, remember, drink your Ovaltine. Uh, Oh, I guess we're recording now. Hey, everybody. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh, joined by... Robert Downey Jr. to stop by for a minute. Yeah, well, you know, he's a busy guy, yeah. so um, we, didn't, we didn't get to talk to him for too long. I hope his movie does well. That's Avengers Age of Ultron out. Also, May let's not first. forget The Judge. The Judge, judge out on blue right movie. now. Out on bl- which a really very s- good movie. Which a lot of people don't know that The Judge is actually like uh, uh, an ancillary tale of the Tony's. Marvel Universe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At least I How can only imagine. How in that mo- movie? Fantastic. Uh, anyways, we're not here to talk about the judge, are no. we? No. <laughs> we're, we're here. What podcast is this? We're here to tell you guys what's coming up this week in Marvel Animation. Animation, Animation absolutely. I like that echo. Hold on, let me turn that echo effect off. All right, cool. We're good. This Sunday, starting at 8 a.m., this we've, is it. We've got new episodes. This is a big one. We've got new episodes of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. There, right. were, there was a brief hiatus there. We've got brand new episode this Sunday. We needed time Sunday. to get a big episode ready for this weekend. Uh, time. Oh. You needed time. Mm, hmm, interesting. interesting. Oh, wait. Turn the echo effect Days off. Days of Future there Smash Part 1. Uh, it's the Hulks lost in time uh, as they try to take the leader down. Uh, we start with something big with... Uh, uh, animation legend Paul Dini writing an episode of Hulk back in dinosaur times. Oh boy. If Hulk versus dinosaurs isn't what entertains you, I don't know what kind of human you are. That's the big thing though, is to do versus events. You got your alien versus predator. Uh, you've got other. Um, you have. Uh, well, you've got uh, Gordon Ramsay versus Emerald Lagasse. That's actually just a story that I wrote. Okay. That's not an official one. That's good. Uh, All right. <laughs> the next one would be, well, of course, uh, the, there was Hulk versus the animated movie. Hulk versus the animated movie. Yeah, Hulk versus the animated movie. Uh, Can we get back on topic? Yeah, let's get back on topic. Uh, Days of Future Smash. Clever wordplay, uh, by Hulk, the way. Hulk back in time fighting the leader. The leader manages to change history. That's not spoiling anything. Dinosaurs take over the world. Uh, That is not good for anyone. Um, And when you see how it changes the world forever, and we get to see Moon Boy uh, meeting up with Devil Dinosaur. Moon Boy. That's right, Moon Boy. I said it. Um, I hope everybody uh, likes this episode. This is this is about as big as we can go. Uh, This is this is a big one. It's going to start a four-part story for for us as uh, the Hulks travel through time as we rocket towards the end of season two. So 
And we see some, uh, th there's some cool things in that episode, like you get to see the super smart devil dinosaur. Yeah, that's right. You can see how Hulk's traveling through time have affected devil dinosaur. You also get to see a dinosaur did, I can't really, dino-fied General Ross. Yeah. I He's not the only one dinofied. I only want to tease some of who's dinofied. I think we can flat out say something known as Spider Raptor. That it, oh, that is that is correct. That is another one, Spider Raptor. And uh, yeah, so it's basically inspired by the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes film, where when Marky Mark, which is his real name, returned to present day, the entire world had been taken I over by apes. You did not see it? Oh, boy. You've not heard of these apes movies? No, I haven't seen that one. That's the only one that matters. Oh, there, no, there are other ones. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be kicking off this big event, this big four-part event. So make sure you tune in to the start. Just watch it. It's on Disney XD this Sunday at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. You're going to be up. Of course. What else do you have to do? Unless you're Ryan Panagos. Oh, oh boy. Let's sleep till noon. You're, no, you're going to be up buying tickets on Fandango to go see Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh. Right? I'm All sure right. that's what's going to yeah. be happening. Uh, also, we have a fang, Fandango deal that we're... Well, I mean, I'm just saying if you go to Fandango.com slash Avengers, that's the easiest way to buy tickets. But you're just saying that completely out of the blue. Yeah, it's I do not get paid. Okay. It's just kind of ingrained in me now. Okay. Uh, and make well, sure to stay. Take a drink of my Snapple. <laughs> I prefer Nesquik. Start your breakfast off the superhero they way. I can't see with you Nesquik. posing. Uh, I've got my my arms akimbo right what now. What else is on this weekend? Well, after that brand new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Ages of Smash is a brand new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. Yeah, and it involves a secret covert mission. The secret Avengers. It's pretty exciting. I, you know, I don't think we should say much more about it. We should not say much more about it. Uh, but when the uh, Avengers stand broken up uh, and have to operate sort of uh, behind the scenes, this is what it look, looks like. Yeah, this Sunday, and 8 this is straight. This, this idea comes straight from the com comics. Uh, yeah. It was a, you know, from, the, from the Secret Avengers book, um, sort of that tone, that sort of uh, black ops tone. I don't specifically remember from the book seeing Hulk in a shield outfit. Th that's no. so that's a slight change, yeah. but slight other change. than that, but that's a nod to uh, you know the Wade run on Hulk, um, uh, um, the Wade Bagley run, I should should say, uh, Hulk working with shield. So this is a this is another big ep episode for us as we get ready for uh, a new member. Uh -huh. And uh, the return of the Squadron Supreme in the, in the upcoming weeks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, make sure to uh, tune in to Disney XD this Sunday, 8 a.m. for Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Following that, a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. And until next week. Yeah, we got to go. We've got uh, Scarlet's coming in next. To, uh, yeah, Scarlet O'Hara. Scarlet O'Hara's on her way in because, of course, she's alive. She's alive <laughs> and able to walk and talk and meet with the two of us. Oh, there she is. There we got to let her in. Got to go. Make sure to cartoon in, everybody. And we're back. And Patrick and Mark and Steve did a great job, like they always do. That's why they're the best in the business. Okay, last week I spoke to Tom Brevoort about Ultron Unlimited, one of my favorite Ultron stories, uh, my favorite Ultron story, and one of my favorite Avengers stories. Uh, we're going to dive into your questions and comments. Ryan, do you want to say anything quickly? Give your quick take. 
your hot take? So, I I didn't have as much connection to this run of Avengers as I know you did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always looked super fondly on this because one, uh, George Perez art is just like it should be illegal. It's so amazing, um, and two. It has one of my, if not my favorite, Thor scene of all time. And it's, I think I, we might have even put this in like a wizard list at Probably. some point. Yeah. It's like Ultron has done all his terribleness and he's gone through and uh, he's about to, you know, kill Avengers and stuff. And then, boom, Thor rolls in with Firestar and Iron Man and Captain America and Black Panther. I love that Firestar will forever be in this scene. Like, no matter what happens with Firestar, every time we reprint this scene, she's standing right there with the big guns. Totally. And Thor's just like, Ultron, we would have words with thee. And it just... It just feels like, you know, like me- just the most metal song kicks in yep. and the final battle commences. It's so rad. And also, there's this, like, Hank Pym losing it right yep. at the end is always terrific. And especially this shot right here. Oh, Perez my God, does, like crazy. The, 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 the way he just emotes uh, drawing Hank Pym there is so terrific. Yeah. Yeah. One of the fun facts from last week was uh, Tom talked about how that cover that just has the Ultron face mm. says it was the fastest uh, George, fastest cover George Perez had ever drawn. Like, he beat his record because it was just drawing Ultron's face. And then the next issue, he insisted on putting as many characters as possible on because he was so mad at himself. So, like, the man is amazing. He's a genius. He's All so right. Amazing. Let's hear what you guys thought. I know a lot of you agreed with Ryan on that Thor line. Uh, putting a cap on our last swim URC first. Bob Moriarty says, thanks, Agent M, swim URC, for putting me on to Next Wave. Literally, I had no idea it existed, and it was so fun. Glad you enjoyed that. Now on to our current bit. Uh, Christian Redozovich, uh, talking about what I was just talking about. He says, the cover to Avengers 19 used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. Now it's one of my favorites. It's just Ultron's mouth and eyes burning, saying this evil reborn. It's really cool find this panel in Avengers number zero very ironic. Nobody in comics is ever quote-unquote permanently resurrected. Um, yeah. Talking about Grim Reaper there. Avengers 19 has the best reintroduction of a villain ever, and that is actually Alchema. Uh, Hank, hmm, Hank Pym has been captured by robots with a jack-o'-lantern face. I wonder who could be behind this. I completely forgot about that twist in the first part. They made Alchema look a lot like Ultron close up. Yeah, there was a swerve in the first issue where you think Ultron is attacking a Black Panther, but it's actually Alchema, who is an evil robot he created. There better be a scene like this in Age of Ultron, which is the the story of him uh, him basically doing the newscast where he's like, I destroyed Solarania. Come get me, Avengers. <laughs> um, there kind of was, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember there being a country called Solarania before in the Marvel Universe. It looks a lot like that area. Solarania did exist. It was introduced in Force Works. That was its first appearance, I'm pretty sure, and I love that Busek brought it back to destroy it. This still gives me chills every time I see it. Uh, it's the it's the bit of Hank slapping Wasp, which they address head-on in this. Um, Ultron is kooky family. This would be a great reality show, showing a shot of Ultron, who has captured Vision, Wonder Man, Scarlet Witch, Giant Man, Wasp, and Grim Reaper. I would watch that. Probably be on TLC. I don't know if that's still a channel. Here comes the Calvary. Love this splash page. Great press splash page. Um, close to the one we were just talking about. 
Ultron's Oedipal issues are in full force in Ultron Unlimited. I hope I never have a son. Oh, I hope I never have a son that wants to twist my entire family. I didn't finish that one. Yeah, that would be bad. It'd be bad. Surprising that before Kurt Busiek, no one thought that Ultron would be based on Hank Pym's brainwaves. It totally makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's another thing Brevoort was saying. That was like a key to the story when they realized like, oh, Vision's based on Wonder Man's brainwaves. Ultron must be based on someone's brainwaves. Holy crap, it's Hank Pym. That was like a Kurt Busiek aha moment. We're just like, this story works now. Um, I love that every Avengers shines in Ultron Unlimited, especially my favorite Avenger, Thor. Ultron, we have words with thee. Just had Kurt Busiek tweet me while reading Ultron Unlimited. Such a great way to enhance my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. For some reason, I when I read this just now, I thought it said over texting. Would Ultron have texts in his head? Uh, no, he's saying overexerting. Avengers 22 has one of the best covers ever. Seems to be a theme here. Look at that gorgeous George Perez art. Ultron standing over the defeated Avengers. Firestar really proves herself worthy of being an Avenger in Ultron Unlimited. Best Avengers moment ever. What are some other greatest hits? For Avengers, for uh, Ultron. Greatest hits. Greatest hits. I mean, we talk about Avengers Forever, Avengers Under Siege. Like We've done a lot of these already. Yeah, I think we've yeah. done... The thing is, we've done like all our favorite Avengers stories on this show now. We're gonna, I mean, we're going to have to dig deeper. We did Kree Scroll War. Yeah. Uh, other big Ultron moments. You're going to pull out the crossing at some point. Oh, crossing's coming. Um, I love Ultron and Annihilation Conquest. Kind of like a mm. deep dig there, just because it's a different thing. I, he has some great stories from the late 70s, also drawn by George Perez, written by Jim Shooter. Some good stuff there. can totally see that a lot of Avengers Age of Ultron was inspired by Ultron Unlimited. I think, you know, it was inspired by all great Ultron stories. Can only hope my father never gives me that kind of present. Great shot of Hank Pym <laughs> punching Ultron in the metal face. Just finished Ultron Limited. Beautiful work from Kurt Busiek and George Perez. What a way to get excited for the new movie. Moving on to Lance Presley. About to start reading Ultron Unlimited between URC. Haven't read it in almost 17 years since it came out, but still remember how good it was. Iron Man explanation for why he takes Ultron so personally makes me believe Marvel was preparing for Age of Ultron 20 years ago. Yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, basically him saying, like, you know, Ultron being the perversion of technology really uh, screws with his head. Ultron, would we have words with the that scene? Is the Avengers to me? I'll be bummed if there's not a version of it in the movie. That was a, that was a bit of a, that could have been cool. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save it, save it for next time. Uh, Forgot Ultron Unlimited was just five issues. It was written today. It would be a 72-issue crossover with a core miniseries. That would be great. Yeah, be I'll awesome. take it. LJ Hollywood, reading this week's Tomb URC post-Age of Ultron, so I'm looking forward to reading the comic interpretation of the Big Bad. also hope that Ultron Unlimited will be as good as Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron was really, really, really great. Just read the recap page on Ultron at the end of number zero, and I had no idea Ultron had so many robot wives. Is this the Robo Bone Zone? LJ, yes, yes LJ, you get a million twin points. Oh, Robo Bone Zone. Tremendous. Hashtag that. Put it on a t-shirt. Yep. Let's sell it for a million bucks. Yeah, I'm not kind of disappointed. It's not hashtagged, actually. That's the only let's on there. Robo Bone Zone. Whoa, since when could Cap's energy shield morph into a battle stick? Was that a 90s thing? Cap's energy shield was a short-lived but awesome thing, and yeah, he could turn it into a weapon and smack people with it it was great I find it hard to imagine tony having a secret identity back in the day for so long in my mind the world is just known he's iron man yeah when i read these old stories actually tony's like kind of struggles about like oh people people blame iron man for all this stuff they don't know it's really me always kind of like ah that doesn't make sense everyone knows he's iron man when vance is going through the ultron archives he finds a news report on a battle between daredevil and ultron 13 worth revisiting 
Uh, I've never read it. It's a Anasenti John Romita Jr. Daredevil issue hmm. from the 80s where he teams up with the Inhumans and fights like a weird Ultron. So I've always kind of wanted to read it. So maybe. Ultron, we would have words with thee. An iconic quote, and I'm glad I finally read its place of origin. Is that maybe the greatest Avengers quote of all time? It could. Ooh, there. that's a good list. It's a good listicle. Uh, nice touch on the Avengers signatures on Vance's cast. I like that. Imagine how much that it auctioned for. Not that Justice would ever sell it. Think about how bad it smells, too. Yeah. But it's so Justice, gross. and, you know, he's a celebrity. Justice so don't smell. <laughs> Ultra Unlimited Complete, one of my favorite picks yet. Felt like I was reading a classic part of Avengers history. You were. Also love the unique team lineup and the epic Ultron War. I feel like going to see Age of Ultron again now. You know what's interesting when he says unique team lineup? It really is kind of like the big gun Avengers. It's Thor Cap Iron Man. It's Vision and Scarlet Witch, who we see as kind of core members. And then it's Firestar and Justice. It's kind of, it's, it's a pretty Panther. Oh, Panther's there. Giant Man, Wasp, Wonder Man. They're not officially on the team, though. But it is a, it's a nice lineup of, like, really classic Avengers characters. And I think that's why Firestar and Justice are so cool. Because they're the only ones who, like, they've never fought Ultron. They bring a fresh take to it. It's neat. All right, Mark Gore, here I go with Ultron Unlimited. Kurt Busiek loves narration boxes more than Captain America loves freedom. Impossible. Impossible. Captain America loves freedom so much. Variant style of 1999 Marvel is so different from what it became two years later. So many captions, thought balloons, and it's the opposite of decompress. I don't mean this as criticism as praise. It's just so packed with words and panels. Uh, Valid observation. I love Firestar. Has she ever been less than good? Good amazing friend, good new warrior, good Avenger, and good X-Men. Was she ever, like, bad at anything? Bad no. bad Hellion? No. She wasn't awesome as a Hellion? What was the um, the book? Oh, uh, Marvel Divas. Not, not saying she was bad, but that's a book that Marvel Divas? Marvel, she was in Marvel Divas. I love Marvel Divas. She was in the that Invaders book, too. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, or, no, Young Allies. Young mm. Allies, lest we forget. Uh, poor Justice doesn't get the same respect because his arc was the guy who feels out of his depth on Marvel's biggest team. And I remember as a New Warriors fan at the time, I was like, whoa, this sucks. But it's a, if you read the whole story, it's a really good, complete story arc. Um, I never know what to think of Wanda's costume. It's so George Perez, the huge amount of detail, the infamous lack of underwear. There's no underwear? Infamous, I guess. I, I don't know how he knows this, but apparently. Hmm. <clears throat> um... Slurina getting wiped out was part of a genocide trend in this era. Remember Coast City or what Grant Morrison did to Genosha? I don't know what Coast City is, but yeah, I remember what Grant Morrison did. People love Perez's Scarlet Witch, but he also draws a fantastic wasp. Sexy, smart, and of course with fabulous outfits and hair. But I mean, you can put any name in that. Like he draws George a fantastic. George Perez draws a fantastic everything. There's no character he is not a master of. Almost every issue of Music Avengers has a page or two where someone recaps their entire history and Perez draws all the old scenes. Although that was part of the beauty of it, getting to see Perez draw like the entire history of Ultron or all of Giant Man's big moments. He got to draw so much in this run on Avengers. I think he got like 30 issues, but it was like 100 issues worth of stuff. Yeah. Wanda, Vision, Simon, Triangle really anchored a lot of this run. Romance was so important in old school Avengers, more so than now. That's a, uh, you know... There's some good romantic stuff now, but yeah, this was, it was an epic. Wasp saying Hank was her abuse victim too is awkwardly phrased. I don't think she's saying it's her fault that Hank hit her. She's saying it was wrong of her to marry him when he was suffering from a breakdown. They have a very bad relationship. I think that, that <laughs> is key right there. Yeah. So Hank saves the day, but he's also showing what a dark, violent side he has. You can believe Ultron is based on his mind. I think that's why reuniting Hank and Jan never works. We just can't believe Hank can be happy. We never could. 
harsh, but mm. fair. Oh, maybe. Penelope Cat. Just got the Kurt Busiek, George Perez, Avengers on the bus, and now a story from it is this week's Doom URC selection. Awesome. Issue number zero. Interesting, contrasting Eminem's art here with his later work on Next Wave. Always great, always involving. Yeah. Some good point. Yeah, different so different. Eminem art here. So different. Like, unrecognizable. This issue is a great intro to the current status quo of the Avengers. Was it a promo thing or sold in regular stores? Uh, it was a wizard issue, so you had to buy wizard to get it. Oh, or yeah. it was collected in the trade. But yeah, it was a zero issue that was only available through Wizard, where Ryan and I both used to work, although this was before our time. It's a shame it wasn't a half issue. Yeah, I was actually surprised it wasn't a half yeah. issue. That was that was Wizard's jam. Uh, issue 19, a factory that only makes Avengers Quinjets says a lot about how they treat their planes. Yeah, that is a great point. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough about my love for George Perez's art. When I was a kid, good comics art meant it looked like Perez drew it. Particularly like in the dancing sequence, that's Wanda when she goes to her cafe. Um, Perez really captures the sense of movement through static images. Nothing decompressed about Kurt Busiek's script and story. That's a lot of stuff packed in here. Curious about who Kurt Busiek's Avengers influences were. I find it reminiscent of Thomas and Engelhart, but feels contemporary. Like that's what Busiek did. He took classic stuff and brought it into the modern age. The last page really convinced a sense of, oh poop, it's Ultron, through both the script and art. Issue 20, only in comics could someone casually mention zombie warriors like, that's just a thing that countries have. <laughs> I'd forgotten Iron Man's identity was still secret at this point. It almost feels quaint. It's cute. That's a good word for it. Pym kidnapped by robots the day Ultron reappears, so they even have to ask if those events are connected. I think they just don't want them to be. They know it is. Well, most of per, most thing of Perez is master of huge cast of characters. I also think of him as a master of wreckage. That's a really... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He could draw rubble like you don't even know. Him and Brian Hitch are like neck yeah. and neck as far as drawing just destroyed buildings and stuff. All due respect to Pim, when people start talking about your third breakdown, that starts to become a defining characteristic. And then when they bring up the fourth breakdown and the time you slapped your wife, that's the point where that's all you'll ever be. I had, a, I had to smile when Jan's relationship worries were ulti- are interrupted by an Ultron attack. Priorities. <clears throat> Issue 21, great cliffhammer, great fight sequences, and just enough flashbackness to keep new readers in the loop. Issue 22, the revelation that Pym used his own brain as a template for Ultron adds a whole new layer of guilt. This is my first exposure to Antarctic vibranium, true adamantium, and all that. Thank goodness for the internets. I don't even remember all that. It was all 90s stuff. Except for adamantium, we still use that. It's a big thing. Uh, I know I started reading Avengers when Busiek Perez came on board, but I don't remember if I got this far. If I hadn't read this story before, I can't imagine why. It's a great story by a pair of creators who really know their craft. Busiek particularly excels at telling superhero stories, superhero stories, that echo the feel of the classics without aping their style. And Perez basically has defined and redefined classic superhero selling throughout his career. What's fantastic about both Busiek and Perez is they are both still active creators and even better today. Well said. Yeah, really well said. All right, I'm going to try and take a couple of these, give you a break. I may not last long. Rob Nolan, Ref Gamlin says, not even had a chance to listen to the Twim URC follow-up for Next Wave before getting the Ultron issues together, but it's a great choice. Definitely reading Ultron Unlimited before seeing Age of Ultron. He says, the issue zero... The zero issue uh, that always kicks my long box system to the ground. Where does uh-huh. it go? Before issue one or number 19? That's an interesting one. Yeah. Very, because this is definitely basically it didn't come 18 out and a half. Before. Yeah. Yeah. I still put it at the start. Yeah. I, I just, creature habit. Totally. 
Uh, he says, I always enjoy this era of the Avengers. You've got the big three, Wanda and Vision, mm-hmm. always fun, and some newbies, a nice balance. Exactly what Ben talked yep. about. Rob says, the triune understanding bugged me, and still do. I like what their plot ultimately ends up, but those guys were total D-bags. They were very frustrating villains because they never really seemed to get theirs. Yeah. It, could, it wasn't like Ultron where you can go punch him in the face. <laughs> that was the problem. Mm. He says, the newsroom overview in issue zero makes for a good alternative to the saga issues that allow readers to catch up on recent events. It's a, it's a thing a lot of people use. Some people criticize it as being overused, but if it works, it works. Yeah. He says, it wouldn't be Avengers if Vision didn't explain his powers during each use. I'd enjoy <laughs> a joke about that in Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah, he does always kind of uh, <clears throat> explain things a bit. Yeah. It's a little exposition-y. Oh, not too familiar with Firebrand as a villain. Has he always been a flaming sumo? He looks awesome, and Eminem draws him awesome. I think he was a 90s uh, upgrade of an old villain done by Busick over in Iron Man. Probably was designed by Sean Chen because he drew the book. But Eminem's Firebrand is just this like crazy flaming... Wow, like you said, he's a sumo. He's great. It's awesome. Uh, he's, uh, Rob continues, I'm glad Kurt Busiek has Thor say that he'll retrieve Firebrand. I thought they just left villains in those other dimensions. Consequences, man. Yeah. The final pages of issue zero are more saga-like, recapping the history of Ultron. I enjoy these, with so much history behind us. The coexistence of Ultron 11 and 12 explains why you'll never be rid of him. He's software. There's always a copy somewhere. Always a copy somewhere. It's And that's the terrifying thing, I think. Yeah, you can't get rid of Ultron. Uh, like, he's... He's backed himself up somewhere. Yep. yep. Um, he says, The Vision, Jocosta, War Tony, and Victor Mancha. War? Oh, War Toy and Victor Mancha. Ultron hasn't had any luck building offspring that don't turn against him. But that doesn't mean he'll stop trying. Yeah. Dude just likes to get into the robo-bone zone. <laughs> um, Rob says, Avengers 19 cover is awesome. I appreciate Ultron's look since Earth's Mightiest Heroes explaining that Ultron's appearance, his face, is based on the... On, on an ant. It makes so much sense, but never dawned on me before. Never dawned on me before that either. Look at that. It's like a, some sort of ant man. Uh, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going mad. Marvel Wakia be damned. The Wakanda design group existed prior to Avengers 19. We have some panels to illustrate that. Well, cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, the need for media interaction involvement in Avengers 19 is a facet of the Avengers that I miss. It adds a level of realism. Yeah, just holding press conferences, dealing with the press, trying to reassure everyone that they're not going to, you know, destroy everyone. Yeah. Nothing says romance like stalking your ex-wife whilst she's on a date with her new boyfriend, your brother. Smooth vision. Hey, man. Scoreboard. <laughs> on the other hand, the press really do go for the throat. Uh, they are vicious. I mean, hey. I, it's frustrating, though, because the Avengers have saved them so many times. Yeah. You'd all be dead. Dead. Hey, I got to get my story. <laughs> uh, where are we? I'm glad that Firestar acknowledges that Janet was one of the Avengers' best leaders because it's true. Hell yeah. Under siege. Yeah. It says, Avengers 19 is a nicely sized and well-paced issue. It's packed, yet not overly wordy, and also not pure high-speed action splashes. 20 has yet another great cover, vibrant, action-packed, and full of color. Yet another reason why I love this era. Rob says, I love it whenever Captain America is referred to as a paladin-level hero. It needs to happen more. That and champion status. I guess? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That being said, uh, both terms do make him sound like some kind of World of Warcraft player. This is, does this not predate World of the Warcraft? I don't know when it came out. This came out in 99. I don't yeah. know when Warcraft came out. Alex, look into it. Yeah, no. It, uh, the, the, the World of Warcraft, has, yeah, it's... 
probably like 10 years old at this point. So but we, we created World of Warcraft. Yeah, we created World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says, I love using TwinURC selection to do some Marvel Unlimited side reading to strengthen my Avengers knowledge. Looking down at... So he uh, did some Black Panther, some Captain <coughs> America, looked into some old stuff. Very cool. Top-down view of the Pentagon Ops Center was actually discussed on the special features of an Avengers animated feature DVD that I watched recently. Ultimates, lots of praise for Perez during this feature. Nice. Lots of praise for Perez everywhere. Yeah. Avengers 20, you know you're in trouble when you throw your illegal zombie warrior army at the bad guy and you still don't win. Truer words, man. Seems whatever Avengers event you reference has something relevant to hand. Black Brigade, coffee table. What is he doing? I don't understand what's happening. Mm. There's a Forceworks issue there. Yeah, there is. Oh, is no. Coffee table? I guess so. Oh, no. Forceworks number 12 isn't on Marvel Unlimited. Oh, wait. Twim URC. Is Forceworks on Marvel Unlimited at all? I don't know. Look at the size of that signature. That's pretty the, incredible. It's amazing. I don't know who did that art. Jim Calcari. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. boy. How can you not see that? Avengers 20 sees Iron Man acknowledging to the threat of technology, even though Ultron is not his creation. It sits well, since he could just have easily created Ultron, as we have seen in other universes, i.e. next Avengers. Spoiler alert, a scene from Avengers Age of Ultron. That's yeah. where all these Ultrons swarming. The look of Ultron's enslaved masses, as seen in Avengers 21, are seen again in the recent Rage of Ultron. That's yeah. the limited uh, OGN. The, OGN. Avengers 22 has several moments in it that echo... Into Avengers Age of Ultron, good choice indeed. The beauty of the Vision as a character is his evolution in spirit and abilities. He's not just a robot with a fixed power set. Ever have those moments when you're engrossed in a comic and then the next page is a comic-y advert and you don't quite catch on? All the time. Literally all the time. Not literally. During Avengers 22, just as Vision goes to shake Ultron's hand, Spider-Man swung into a tell us to avoid drugs. Took me a second. Hey, Spidey hey. always wants you to stay off drugs. Yeah, stay, out, stay off the smack. You know the final fight is about to go down when Thor breaks out the would-have-words-with-D line. A lot of love for that line this week. And that's a wrap for Avengers Ultra Unlimited for Tomb URC. Glad I revisited the story, especially for the week of the movie release. Great art, great writing, a classic roster, and a villain. It really gives them a challenge. Vibrant colors, fantastic layouts. Indeed. Uh, Raph AB says, Ultron Forever for Tomb URC. Good thing Panini just re-edited it a week ago. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, Raph. Hashtag great minds. Yeah, we, we got hashtag great. synergy. Yeah. Hashtag RoboBoneZone. Mm. Stephen Barr says the Zero issue of Avengers setting up the Ultron story for Tomb URC gave a good recap of the Avengers status and a useful history of Ultron. Uh, we should point that out Yeah, for uh, for people who are interested in Ultron. Check too. out Avengers Zero. It's on Marvel Unlimited. I was going to... Okay. Uh, Timothy <laughs> James Franco says, who is on Vance's Pokemon team? Uh, Pikachu. Oh, yeah. He, he talks about playing the Pokemon. You know, that's that's Vance. All right, I've never played Pokemon. I've never played Pokemon. Uh, that's why I said. I bet Al yeah, Alex yeah, is like, Alex. I grew up on Pikachu. Pokemon. I still play, play it all the time, man. Game Boy. Um, that's it. Avengers Ultra Unlimited. Glad you guys enjoyed it. Seemed to get a really good response, and we got a couple good weeks out of it. So there, Ryan. What's our next swim you are seeing? All right, so I wanted to go Star Wars. I know you do. Uh, and I had a bunch of choices. I know some you did. That I really thought could make it. My first. Instinct was to go with uh, four, four issues that I love because they're hilarious and ridiculous, but I didn't think that was the right tone to start off with. Was it, was with it Star Tag and Bank? It's Tag and Bank. I've read that. It's like the only Star Wars comics I've read. I love Tag and Bank. We're really not going with Tag and Bank. Darn it. Not this time. We'll go with Tag and Bank again in the future, probably my next Star Wars pick when I get to it. But we're going to go with um, 
Star Wars Dark Empire, mm. which um, it, it's, you know, from, I think it's the earlier part of when Dark Horse had the license, but it's very classic stuff. Um, I'm very excited to reread it because I haven't read it in a long time. There's a sequel to it, but we're just going to do Dark Empire to start. How many issues? Six, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Six issues. We'll knock it out. It, it's, it should be good. Definitely read it, whether or not you're a Star Wars fan, because it'd be uh, interesting to, to right. put it into perspective. Let's see what yeah, That's coming up in two weeks. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us this week. Ryan, thank you for hanging in there, despite your health woes. Alex, great job, as always. He got me cough drops in the he middle did. of the show. He was great. He did that. He took care of the schedule. He's, he's the best. Uh, he will be missed. You say the closing line. Oh, this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>